Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, today we are talking about the art of authentic leadership. And this is a conversation I'm really excited to have because I think the shift to authentic leadership is something that we've really seen take prominence in the last few years. And it's been helped along by COVID because during that time, we really got to see our leaders, our teams and our peers as multidimensional people. And we got insights into their life outside of work. So as we now return back into a more normal environment and a normal working routine, it's interesting to see how people continue to bring their authenticity to work and show up as that true version of themselves in a way that is natural and genuine. And as we see the shift in the property and construction industries to become more diverse and more inclusive, this conversation around authenticity and what it means really is something that we need to explore in more detail. And I think it's important to say that the perception of what good leadership looks like has shifted in the last decade and even in the last few years. Traditionally, that good leadership has really been associated with those masculine traits, right? Assertiveness, confidence, dominance, and a lot of the more feminine traits, such as empathy and collaboration and intuition, have been largely overlooked or underrated. This shift that we are now seeing to the rise of the authentic leader really creates space for both male and female leaders to lean into both the masculine and the feminine traits. And so I want to explore with you, what does it mean to be an authentic leader and why is it important for each of us to show up in an authentic way? And how does that actually serve our organisations and our team and our industries in a meaningful way? I also want to explore the challenges that we have in our industry around authenticity. So back to this, what is authenticity? Authenticity is about being true to ourselves, being true to our values and our beliefs and our personality. And the idea is that we can show up and be transparent, we can be vulnerable, we can talk about our intentions and our motivations and our actions without any pretense. It's kind of like cutting the bullshit, getting rid of that glossy car salesman leader that many of us have seen in the past and instead having leaders who really demonstrate integrity and connect with their team in a deeper, more relatable way. Often this idea of authentic leadership is tied to vulnerability and showing up as who we are, I think can be really challenging. I think it's particularly challenging for women in our industry. For such a long time, in order to be successful in property and construction, you very much had to conform to the boys' way of doing things. You had to figure out your place and how you would navigate the boys' club in order to be successful. And now as we are seeing this shift in leadership styles and what is being appreciated, women are now being given the space to show up in a way that that is more genuine and authentic for them. But that shift does not happen overnight, right? We have had masks that have been worn or, you know, protective shields of armour, I often think of them as, that have been built up over decades, over years, in order to get ahead, to get recognised, to be respected within the industry. And to then suddenly let down that 
regard, it actually is not as easy as it might seem. And I think this really talks to the fact that authenticity is not just about leaders showing up in this way. It's actually part of a much broader cultural shift that needs to occur within property and construction. It's the culture shift that needs to be tackled head on. I don't think there's any way that we can really pussyfoot around this because creating those organisational cultures of authenticity is challenging and it requires a fundamental shift in terms of mindset and of behaviours, not only for leaders but also for employees at all levels of an organisation. And as I said, these are industries that are deeply rooted in an established boys' club mentality and I think we also have issues around toxic masculinity and long work hours, all of which feed into a whole other set of challenges for the workforce that exists within property and construction. And so I think as we drive change, as we try to address some of these issues, that authentic leadership is really crucial. But the cultural change that goes along with it is not something that can happen subtly. It is not something that we can just expect will filter down. I think it is something that we really need to be talking about openly and exploring across organisations. In much the same way, we need to talk about the opportunities for women within these organisations, how we develop female talent, given the unconscious bias and sometimes the outright discrimination that has, and still to this day, does at times continue for women in this industry. So we can't pussyfoot around this. We've got to really tackle it head on. And the truth is sometimes this change will actually face resistance. Some people really struggle with this idea of showing up as their true selves in a work context. Some people don't want to share who they are with their work colleagues. Some people want to keep things very professional and very black and white and compartmentalise their lives. We also have people really fearing that vulnerability, right? People are hesitant to show up as being vulnerable or expressing emotions for fear of judgment, for fear of rejection or repercussions. There can also be a real lack of trust that means people don't want to show up and be who they are. This is especially true for minorities in our industry, for people of different cultural backgrounds, for women, for people of different sexual or gender orientations. Because for such a long time, there has been a certain way things were done. And it was, let's be honest, the blokey way of doing things. It was beers after work and pictures of topless chicks. Now, a lot of that has gone and a lot of that has shifted in our industry. But the culture of that, a lot of that remains. And suddenly when we have people who don't drink, how is that perceived by their colleagues? Is there that level of psychological safety for people to speak up and say, well, I, I don't drink. I don't want to socialise in an environment that that is only conducive to alcohol, which has often been the case. So we really need to think about how do we build trust between not only leadership and employees, but also across employees. How do we reset the culture to something that is genuinely more inclusive and allows people to show up as themselves, especially when it is different to their peers? hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free career confidence masterclass. This is for ambitious career orientated women who are ready to stop playing small and to confidently create a career you love. Head over to my website, beautifuldisruptions.com for more info. Now let's get back to the episode.
another challenge I've really seen around this idea of authenticity is inconsistency. So I think when we look to our leaders, we need a very consistent and coherent message around what is acceptable behaviour for employees. And there needs to be a real approach to how we tackle the challenges that inevitably come up with a shifting dynamic of the workforce. And this may be in terms of resources. How are we training and educating and coaching our employees through this shift? It can't just be driven by leaders at the top. This needs to be felt by people at all levels of the organisation. So I think there is a real onus on leadership to invest in resources and education and training to aid this shift so that it can be sustained over time. And I think an example of this is women in the industries. So for a long time, particularly in construction, female participation was so low and it's really been that process of how do we attract and then recruit women into the industry. And whilst there's been some success in doing that, the challenge then becomes how do we retain and develop women in the industry instead of having to constantly deal with this leaky pipeline that shows when we get women in the door, we aren't able to offer them a supportive environment or long-term career progression opportunities that aid them or encourage them to stay within the business and within the industry longer term. And so if we are going to create genuine equity, genuine diversity, genuine inclusion in property and construction, we need to have a model that not only brings people of different backgrounds through the door, but supports them through the whole journey. And organisational cultural shift is crucial to doing that to ensure that people feel safe to be themselves, to be seen for who they are at work and don't have to put on that mask, that armour that I spoke about before. And so with authenticity, we need to build that trust. We need to build that understanding and that support for employees at all levels so that they can show up as their authentic selves. And that really allows us to create this environment where everyone feels valued and people are genuinely engaged and empowered. Through that, we actually then see high levels of collaboration and a culture where creativity and out-of-the-box thinking is encouraged. And again, with that, as we build these relationships, you know, compassion and vulnerability to actually be able to even get things wrong. And I think when leaders do this well, when they really set up a cultural shift to create an environment of authenticity across their workforce, that is when we actually see compassionate leadership show up. And I mean that at all levels, because I think the reality is we are navigating a very different workforce to what we did 10 or 20 years ago. And there are biases that exist. There are these systemic cultural challenges. And as we try and shift the culture, people are going to get it wrong. What we actually need to do is really create a supportive environment of trust and compassion where It's okay to get it wrong if your intention is good and you are seeking a solution and you are open to feedback and you are working to create change. I don't think it's reasonable to expect that we wave a magic wand and everything shifts overnight. We are all fallible. We all make mistakes. We all misinterpret things and get things wrong. But it's about what is the intent behind that? And is there a genuine shift to do better, to be more inclusive, more supportive? And that to me really filters down in how we can have conversations with our peers and say, hey, you know, when you said this, it kind of came across the wrong way or that probably wasn't appropriate. How can we have those conversations in a way where people feel supported, where it isn't an attack, but where people are receptive to that information 
and take it on board to do better next time and to shift the thinking. And we can have these really open conversations because these can be really uncomfortable, but if we're not having open conversations, then nothing is going to change. And so, as I said, this really needs to be a deliberate effort that is committed to by leadership and is filtered down through the organization to create that safe and supportive environment that allows everyone to be who they are at work and to be an environment that does not accept bad behavior. Because the thing is, some people show up to work as their true selves and they are biased. They are bullies. They are harassers. So how do we manage this? And those behaviors have been tolerated for such a long time in our industry. How do we shift from where we have been to where we are going? And of course, crucial to that is leading by example. We need our leaders to be role modeling this behavior and to be vulnerable, to talk about the difficulties, the challenges they face, and encourage others to do the same. We also really need to foster that open communication. How do we have honest conversations about these things where people can share their thoughts and their feelings, but they also listen to others and take on board the feedback in a constructive way? And we need to ensure at all times that people have that psychological safety at work. People should not have to fear or fear judgment or reprisal for being different or having a different view on things. We need strong support systems and we need to encourage people to actively reflect on their situation and what they do and how they show up and how they impact those around them. It's kind of like being conscious of a leadership shadow that we all have. And so I wanted to leave you with a few words from Brene Brown, who is a leading researcher in the area of shame and authenticity and vulnerability. She says, authenticity is not something we have or don't have. It's a practice, a conscious choice of how we want to live. Authenticity is a collection of choices we make every day. And and I think that's the reminder that we need, right? It is a choice about how we show up in every moment. And it often requires us to let go of the persona that we are used to, the persona that we have perhaps put on for a long time, or the social norms that have been very much an expectation in our organizations and our industries for eons. We have to let go of that and reinvent it every day and really show up. And in doing that, we also need to advocate for ourselves and for our peers. We need to speak up when things aren't right. We need to challenge things when they can be done better. The vulnerability that comes with authenticity allows us to talk about our weaknesses and our fears as well as our aspirations and our strengths. In order to do this, we actually have to really accept who we are and what our role is and how we contribute to the problems and the solutions. And we need to be part of the conversations around how we baseline a new set of expectations, not only for our leader and ourselves, but also for our organisations and our industries at large. And I think as women, we have to also cut ourselves some slack and stop trying to be perfect in every scenario. We need to let go of this unrealistic expectation or bar that we set for ourselves. And we need to be able to show up and talk about our weaknesses. All the research shows that when we are able to do this, when we are able to let down our guard, we actually create stronger relationships. We are healthier, we are happier, we are more resilient. Showing up authentically is a process that we need to commit to every day, in every action, in every behaviour, and we need to expect the same from our peers and build that trust and that culture of openness and new ideas and new possibilities and solutions. So, Take heed, show up with courage, show up with conviction, be you. And I think the more each one of us can show up authentically and encourage others to do the same, the better our industries will be. 
I can't my beautiful. Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.